On Friday night, Taiaroa Royal became one of nine new 2023 Arts Foundation Te Tumu Toy laureates. It's an honour given only to outstanding Aotearoa artists. And indeed, in a career spanning more than four decades, Taiaroa Royal has been a major creative presence within our most distinguished dance companies, every single one virtually. However, as the name of Royal's own dance company, Okareka, suggests, he's increasingly looking to his own Turanga Waiwai for strength. Okareka is a small Rotorua lake close to Lake Tarawera, and recently Royal's returned to live on the family farm on its banks where he grew up. I was well, born and bred in, in Lake Wakaraka and um, Rotorua, uh, so I whakapapa to Te Arawa through uh, Ngāti Uenuku Kōpako. But you know, I also uh, affiliate with other iwi, kaitahu, and Ngāti Rokawa. Right. Um, those are my three main, um, my three main iwi. Yeah. And growing up, it, it wasn't necessarily on the cards that you were going to be a dancer <laughs> for the rest no. of your career, right? No, no, it wasn't. I uh, growing up on a farm, you know. One naturally thinks that you're going to be a farmer, but I was actually interested, more interested in horticulture. Aye. So um, I think my nanny had something to do with that. She would take me out and into the garden when, while she was gardening, and so I got, you know, really I loved planting trees and all of that kind of stuff and gardening. So that was my my first passion. But I think underlying that, I also loved to dance as a little kid. You know, growing up in family hui or meetings or parties or whatever, I'd, I'd be the one up dancing the most. Um, <laughs> even though I was a really shy child, um, dancing seemed to be my outlet, you know, where I was quite um, comfortable did, did in you, that place. Did you have many brothers and sisters or yeah. do you have, sorry? I have um, two sisters. I'm, I'm the youngest. I'm the Portuguese. Uh. So I have two sisters. <laughs> uh, one lives in Wellington and the other lives in uh, Rotorua. And then I, we had a brother. He um, he was an artist as well. He was a musician um, and a ski instructor. So he had an incredible life. Mm. He moved back home in uh, the when was it? Probably the mid nineties to help with the on the farm. Um, with help mum and dad on the farm. Yeah. But he passed away in two thousand sixteen. So. Nice. Um, I moved home from Auckland back to Lake Okaraka in 2016 to help him on the farm, and uh, but he then he then had a heart attack, a uh, stroke, sorry, and so I went back oh. to look after him, and then he passed away at the end of that oh, year. So that must have been so hard. That it was it was hard. Um, my brother and I had a very special connection, both being artists, um, yeah. and you know we both understood each other really well, and. You know, we had we had these big plans of moving home, and 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 I think these plans are still going to go ahead about you know building a building a, a, a or renovating one of the the old woolshed and into you know a studio space for for musicians or dancers uh, to come and just have a retreat. You know, build accommodation on the property. Oh, as beautiful! Well, yeah, so that you know, because it, it, it is a beautiful. Beautiful area, and when I when I take my friends and people there, they go, they all go, oh my gosh, wow, this is this place is amazing, and I went, yeah, it's one of the best keep secrets. Yeah, it is. It's a very beautiful, and it's one of the, the I guess more overlooked lakes if you're you're, you're, you're you know you're being the tourist. But I that's mean, right. But but I also know from spending some time in that area, you know, there's been lot, lots of issues around farming around yes. the lakes in terms yes. of runoff. Um, that's right. And it sounds like with your interest in horticulture that 
planting might have be playing quite a bit with part with that. Uh, exactly, You're, you've you've really nailed it there. Because as when my brother passed away, as a whanau, we all collectively got together and had a hui in regards to what we were going to do on the property, and everyone, right down to the the youngest, said they they not to sell the land and to look after our lakes. Those, those were the main two things that the whanau all agreed on. Um, so we moved away from farming. Um, wow. And I think it was an easy decision decision for us because we were only second generation landowners. Um, so moving away from farming mm. animals and stuff wasn't a big deal for us. So we wanted to move into planting trees. We we thought about pine, but pine is, I mean, it's a it's a good revenue. You get a, a really good revenue back from it. But it yeah. also, when you mill the trees, it decimates the land. Mm. And it also releases phosphorus into the land as well, which leaches, also leaches into the waterways. Mm. Um, so we went with native. And Manuka is the, I guess, it, because it's a nursery crop, it's also one of the... Well, it's it's a native tree that you can actually get a return from through through Manuka honey. That's, um, so, that's really exciting, and I'm really excited that we're talking about horticulture rather than the arts <laughs> right now because it's all it's all culture. I haven't, it even is got all on, culture. I haven't even got onto your love of orchids yet, but maybe, I know. Maybe we'll get there. <laughs> but back to dancing for a second. Sure. Was it John Travolta? I mean, I understand it was disco that <laughs> was was part of the, the dance journey for you. Oh, look, it was all those movies. It was Saturday Night Fever. It was Grease. It was um, Thank God It's Friday. Um, it was all of those movies that <laughs> came wash. out in the 70s um, <laughs> that, you know, are, are iconic and are always embedded in my memory. And, yes, it was John Travolta that got me into disco <laughs> and in the 70s. And, you know, I went. it was because, obviously, it, it was the huge rage back then. And um, there were lots of um, disco dance classes that I I went to all of them and then there were competitions so I entered in in dance competitions um, choreographing my own disco solos and duets and um, and won a few trophies which are still sitting on my mantelpiece back home yeah Yeah, and so that was it and when I when I went to um, study horticulture in Massey there was an ad in the listener, and they were ad, they were advertising for dancers and choreographers to go to a dance course in Australia, and I just I just, I thought, wow, I've done a bit of disco, it can't be that hard, you know, <laughs> and I thought, oh, it's a it's an um, a way to get overseas, have, have a trip overseas, um, so I applied, and obviously wasn't accepted because I hadn't had any formal training, but then they referred me to the National Ballet School, um, which is now the New Zealand School of Dance, and I got in. It's unbelievable. I, unbelievable. I, can't, I can't believe that from disco to ballet, just I like know. that. I know. <laughs> well, I was. We were. I, I think it was the right timing for me. I think I'm very. I was very lucky in that sense because the director of the school, Anne Rouse, who I l- still love and to this day, um, she had just returned back from overseas, and the big push overseas was getting older men or or boys into dance who may not have had much training or no training or little training at you know so so she brought that concept back and I was I was kind of the first intake of of those men that hadn't had any training at all and so and and that's when she introduced the uh, contemporary course because it was a ballet school up until then 
Um, so this was back in when I joined 1982. Yeah. And, yeah. and so being the first intake of contemporary dancers and um, graduating in, in 85 and then, yeah, the rest is yeah, history. Yeah, but, you know, you in a, I guess you kind of caught a wave, didn't you? I did. I mean, because Limbs, that, that, yes. that's such an important seminal company. And then, of course, Douglas Wright and Michael Palmer, who you yes. both worked with. Yep. And I think of the, uh, we were talking before about the hero parades at that yes. time. I mean, for me, coming to, to see shows by Douglas, uh, you, you, know, you know, you were like a, a, a gay Marty icon, you know. Yes. I, you, and that was an expression of something that we it weren't was. used to seeing on stage. Yeah, it was. And, and um, you know, you bring up Douglas and his, his seminal work forever was, the, I think, the turning point in my career as, as a, as a gay artist, as a queer artist, um, in, in dance, uh, you know, it really, it really put my identity for, for me personally out on the stage. And, um, it was huge. It was huge for me. And there is talk in the, in the community and, and hush, hush a little bit, but <laughs> you're hearing it first here, Mark, yes. that, um, we're looking at maybe Returning forever, bringing restaging oh forever. Oh my goodness! Um, oh, sign me up. That's yeah, a f- phenomenal I, work. I know, I know, and and it's but I mean, there's a whole lot of logistics around it about how we do it and how how it gets presented because it's as it's a, the thirtieth anniversary this year of of forever. So it's a you know thirty year old work, and I watched it last end of last year again, and it is still relevant. It is still current. The choreography hasn't aged. All the concepts are still amazing. So it'll be incredible to be able to bring that work back to life again. Yeah. Well, you've you've been there with other great companies like Atomeda and yes. many others, and of course, yes. there's the work with the World Wearable Arts. But yes. maybe we could we could zoom to to your own company that I think sure. has been going since two thousand and nine, yeah. and that does sound like a very definitely coming back to your roots as well, even before yes. you moved home. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you know. I, I started the company, oh, well, myself and Tani Mete, my co-director at that time, started the company. And he was the one that actually said that we should call it Okareka Dance Company. And I oh. thought, okay, all good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. You know, the, the company build momentum. And I guess myself and Tane were kind of like bookends in a lot of, a lot of productions, yes. you know, they, they would put, put us on either ends of the, of a line or a stage or, you know, and we, we, we kind of built that relationship quite close in our careers. And so the natural progression, I guess, was to create a company together. Um, and then, you know, we, we started telling our own stories because up until then, We'd been in telling other people's stories, and um, Tani left the company in 2019, so I'm now the sole artistic director uh, of the company. And since since this, him leaving, I've been creating... I'm a huge collaborator, so I collaborate with a lot of other um, choreographers or companies and stuff. And, and so the most recent work that I made premiered just before lockdown at the New Zealand Arts Festival here in in Wellington. That work is now in preparations for getting the work to the States in November. Oh, wow. Um, Great. Yeah, so it's a collaboration with an American company and the Adua people or the Cherokee people in North Carolina, and it's based on the Hokioi the whakapapa between the Hokioi Haas Eagle and the Awaholi, which is the Golden Eagle. 
Ah, uh, I think charity. you spoke to my friend Lynn Freeman yes. uh, on RNZ some, a few years ago when that premiered. You're still dancing. I mean, because, you know, professional athletes, they often retire when they're 30 or yeah. so, in their 30s. I am still dancing. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm not <laughs> leaping around <laughs> like I used to, but um, I am I am still dancing. My last performance that I did was in um, Otako for uh, a friend of mine, and it was... Uh, yeah, it was in 2021, in between the lockdowns, so we managed yes. to get that in, fit that in. And yeah, I was on stage with one of my um, dearest friends, Louise Portiki Bryant, who's Hi. also from that area. And the work was called Wairua. So it, it yeah, it was a kaitahu story about about the. It was full of Wairua. It was full of. Um, oh, it, it was a work about being a spirit and being in in those realms of of our existence. That sort of brings you back to is it your grandmother Tairoa being the Tairoa heads, right? Yes, yes, as kaitahu. It's, kaitahu, yeah. My my grandmother Puhi Tairoa is from there. So hmm. when my father was born, um, he got her. Her, her maiden name is a first name, which was then passed on to me. So, yeah, the, the name Tairo comes from, from Otako, from the Tairo Heads, um, yeah, where my um, Otako Marae is. Yeah. So, oh. Well, look, Tairo Royal, congratulations, and um, I'm wishing you all the well. I'm really looking forward to that dance residency and forever coming back, I hope. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, it's going to be um, epic. Kia ora, Tai, thank you. Yeah, kia ora, Mark.